Good morning, witches. This is the Witch Daily Show, coming to you from New Orleans, with host Tanya Brown. Our episodes span about 20 minutes long to give you just a little pop of magic. So, tune in, take a deep breath, and enjoy. Good morning, witches. It is February 29th, 2024. It is Thursday. I am Tanya, and this is the Witch Daily Show. Today's episode is brought to you by Readings by Tanya. Readings by me. Uh, So let's get your day going with a little magic. Our quote of the day is, do not tame the wolf inside you just because you've met someone who doesn't have the courage to handle you by Belle Estrella. So, yes, today the advertiser is readings by me. I have not talked about it, but um, we had an incident here on Valentine's Day where my dog, who I'm sure you've heard me mention, she is a eight-pound chihuahua. She's beautiful, the prettiest baby in all the world. And um, a family member dropped on accident. It, like, fell out of the trash can dropped a chicken wing bone on the floor. She grabbed it. I tried to get it out of her mouth. And as I tried to get it out of her mouth, she swallowed it whole. And uh, eight pound chihuahua, the bone was essentially the entire length of her stomach. So we had to, in, um, late at night, take her to the emergency vet and uh, decide to have emergency surgery. So they could open up her little belly and take the bone out. And it was horrific. Um, When I left there, I just started crying because I couldn't believe I was leaving her alone overnight. Um, In the 10 years I've had her, she's she's never been alone overnight um, in a place that wasn't like her home or with me. And so it was really hard. And uh, thanks to friend of the podcast, Kiki, who let me call her and just, you know, be upset and uh yeah so anyways now um i am going to the process where i get to pay off i get to pay this vet bill which whoa um so uh i do offer services so if you want to get a reading a past life reading a relationship reading I am even doing a new service where if you want me to put together like a learning plan for you, almost like when you go to college and you get your syllabus and you get your program of all the classes you have, uh, I am going to start doing that custom for people where I literally put together a plan for you, a witchcraft plan. And I'll have uh, which topics you should go over and which books are good and what skill I think you should be able to do to feel like you've mastered this and that you can move on. Almost like a skill tree, but for witchcraft. And it would be custom to you. So if that's something you're interested you're interested in, please consider going to witchdailyshow.com and click on services and uh, consider getting a cool little service from me. Obviously no pressure. Um, but you know, uh, it's really awkward to be like, 
hey, I'm available for work. But, you know, we need to learn that, like, that's not awkward, you know? It's not like anyone's asking for um, anything that, like, corporations don't ask for, right? They offer a service and a product, and I just think it would be really, really cool if maybe um, if that interests you and that enriches you and that helps you, please consider getting the product. Um, if you don't think it'll serve you and you don't think that it's useful to you, please don't. You know what I mean? I don't want you to feel pressured. Um, but yeah, ooh, it was scary. It was really scary. Uh, this dog is the love of my life. I don't think I've ever loved any thing in this world as much as I love her. Um, and it was really, really hard. She's recovering very well, impressively well. But yeah, that was uh, absolutely horrific. And I'm really, really lucky that um, I was visiting my mom when it happened. And she was able to come with me and give me support I needed while it was occurring. So it would have been a lot harder to handle on my own. So I'm very appreciative to my, to my mother and um, all of the vets because it was multiple. We had to go to multiple places um, to get this handled. Um, and I'm just really, really grateful that my baby's here with me. So, oh, anyways, uh, I didn't really know if I planned to mention this on the podcast, but when I saw that today, I just so happened to be the advertiser. I was like, well, it's probably a good idea to be like, Hey, I would really love for you to get a reading. <laughs> um, I kind of had this really scary thing happen. Uh, but yeah, so all right, we're moving into the episode. So we're talking about marjoram. What are the health benefits? And this comes to us from healthline.com. So uh, marjoram has antioxidant and anti-inflammatory properties. It may also have antimicrobial activity and properties, and it could also help alleviate digestive issues. It could help regulate your menstrual cycle and hormones. Um, however, there is possible side effects, right? We talk about this. Anytime any herb or spice can have therapeutic effects, it can have side effects. That's just that's just how things work. Um, it can have pregnancy complications. It could affect blood clotting, and it could interact with certain medications. So if you want to use it for any sort of therapeutic effect beyond basically just adding it to your diet, you do want to take those into consideration. All right, moving into some headlines. This is an essay, so we're not going to obviously read the whole thing. I'm just going to kind of touch on it and give my opinion, as I tend to do. But this is from specter.co.uk. Why were masters of the occult respected but witches burnt? Ooh, I, that is a good question. I don't want to say it's just like gender and politics, but I think it's just gender and politics. Um, okay, before I even continue reading, I'm going to tell you what I think my answer is. I think it was wholly political. Why were Masters of the Occult respected, which is burnt? So for those of you who don't know, uh, Masters of the Occult have been highly respected throughout history. Seers were part of making decisions about war. Uh, oracles uh, had a place within government. Uh, there were people who, you know, the... Uh, <laughs> I lovingly call them the alchemy bros, but you had the alchemy bros who were looking for the philosopher's stone, um, and they were highly respected, but some witches were burned. And here is, in my opinion, what I think, just again, off first instinct, 
is that the masters of the occult who were respected worked for the government. They worked for the people in power. They worked for the king. They worked for the system. And then, quote unquote, witches were going against the system, against the government. And that's just my initial impressions. So it has been long acknowledged that alchemy, however bizarre its premise, is the forerunner of modern chemistry, compelling a figure as rational as Sir Isaac Newton. Other aspects of the Renaissance thought are harder to assimilate. In his study of five crucial figures of the 15th and 16th century, Anthony Grafton aims to demonstrate that astrology, angelology, and conjunct, uh, conjuration were, if not central to the era's worldview, at least hard to extricate from its more respectable concerns. So good magic, quote unquote, was concerned with exerting power over the natural world and involved such pursuits as engineering and mathematics, however wacky some of their applications. In Grafton's view, the magus of the era was an all-purpose thinker and wonder worker, often attached to docile or royal court. There it is. With his scope extending to military design. Uh, so yeah, if you want to check this out and read the whole essay, uh, go ahead and dig in. But I'm pretty much going to go ahead and put my personal stamp on that it was all about whether you were working for or against the government and probably a gender thing. A lot of the alchemy bros were bros. They were men. And a lot of the witches burned, uh, I think, 82, 86% were women. So, all right. Um, I'm going to throw this over to our moon correspondent. And after this break, we will talk more. Hello to all of my astro friends. This is Serendipity, the Chicago astrologer, coming at you with your daily moon mantra for Thursday, February 29th. The waning gibbous moon continues to stare into the abyss in Scorpio today. Here, the moon trines the sun Mercury Kazemi. When a planet is in Kazemi, it's said to sit in the seat of the sun, and its significations can take center stage that day. With Mercury in Kazemi, those themes are around thinking and communication. Mercury doesn't have the easiest time communicating in its current sign of Pisces. It's more inclined to metaphorical thoughts or expressing itself through imagery than with a straightforward conversation. But, at the Kazemi, its ability to communicate in this manner is at its pinnacle. We're being encouraged to be creative with our communication right. style with so his this influence, actually comes and our intuitive abilities our... will be at an all-time high. Discord. Take some time with meditative divination today. Uh, I with wrote Mercury to everyone and, and I said, hey, this may be a little bit heavy, Pisces, but what are some reasons we will you be have hearing felt messages like from beyond with more clarity than usual? Witch. And I wrote this because I was going through that. To a mind that um, is still... The whole I universe surrenders. Had an instance this has that been happened, your daily moon mantra uh, with Serendipity, October, the Chicago astrologer, signing off and, and reminding you that you are in charge into of your own a very, very deep Attention, witches! I talked about it a this little bit. This is Nina Moreau broadcasting um, a special alert from the Ultimately, kind of vulnerable we here. That ultimately, remember to subscribe like to the new monthly newsletter. While we love psychically sending you every spell, recipe, penny dreadful, and conjure advice that we have. Spirit representatives have asked that we cease clogging up the ether. We have contracted a special team of messenger pigeons to deliver your monthly newsletter directly to your doorstep. For only $5, you can sign up for this elusive serial at www.thegrimoiresociety.com. 
I must Remember, have deserved this. Notice is or for I must only. have done something to you earn this. And that's just, come across this I think that's just traumatic thinking. It's just, I think, how our brain three, tries to two, reason with a bad thing that's happened. And I was really struggling with that feeling of, I must be a bad witch, or else why would this bad thing have happened to me if I, if my magic were fully doing its thing? And I was really in those feelings when I posed this question to our Discord, because I just wanted to hear from everyone else. So I said, what are some reasons you have felt like a bad witch? Archer responded and said, not practicing regularly makes me feel like a bad witch. I'm sure part of it is the pressure of witch talk and other social media, but it feels like I'm not constantly doing something witchy. I'm falling behind or failing somehow. And I definitely understand that. I actually saw a post from a witch influencer who actually was very transparent and just said, all this stuff I post isn't real. They were like, this is not my altar. This is not my ritual. This is not my spell work. None of this is real. And they were just being honest. And I think it's because of this, right? Because we see what other people are doing and it makes us feel like we're not doing it correctly. The galaxy says, honestly, I occasionally get the feeling of being a bad witch just because I'm male and don't do spell rituals all the time. Yeah. I'll, I'll I'll definitely say, you know, the gender thing. Try not to let that get to you, right? So if we think about the history of witchcraft, the only reason we associate witches with women and why witches are primarily women, um, one, the stereotype of witches being women, it's because of persecution, right? Women are typically the stereotype for witches because it was women who were killed for the claim of witchcraft. And that's not something you want to, um, you know vie for um in terms of modern day why most women why why most witches are either women cis women or queer people is due to oppression right uh witchcraft is typically viewed as the thing people who feel no power kind of um lean to to reclaim that power you know what i mean so Try not to let the fact that you're male affect you because it just means that you haven't been a part of the group that has had the most um, oppression for witchcraft. You know what I mean? It doesn't mean, obviously, it doesn't mean you haven't been oppressed. But it just means that um, it's almost like uh, when straight people are mad that there's a gay pride day it's like well how would people feel there's a straight pride day it's like you don't need one okay and so that's kind of what it is right it's the only reason women are the stereotype is because they were the ones killed and the only reason women are um often the prime demographic and i'm gonna tell you right now just because women are typically the main demographic for witchcraft they are definitely not the ones who are profiting the most off of it and the most successful uh, while men are the minority, uh, they often are the ones who are capitalizing and making the most, you know? So, um, trust me, there's plenty of room for you. You're fine. You know what I mean? Um, but the part where you say, I, I don't do spells and rituals all the time. Yeah. And I wonder where that came from, right? Like where did that idea come from? 
that we had to do spells and rituals all the time. Sometimes I wonder if it's movies. I think like sometimes that's how I feel. I um one of my cozy comfort shows is Charmed and I'm like, "Oh, I just wish I was like dedicating my whole life to witchcraft," which I guess I am. But when you watch shows like Charmed and you're like, "Do any of these ladies work? Do any of them go to a job? Do any of them have friends and no, because when we see them, they're witching. But I definitely feel that way too. I think I am always a galaxy. I think I'm always subconsciously trying to get to that charmed life, you know? Um, let's see. Angelica, I find that I feel like I'm a bad witch because I don't practice regularly. And then I said, I feel like I'm a bad witch when I have a string of bad luck or a string of just shitty circumstances. Bonnie says, I feel like a bad witch when life isn't going great. Like, shouldn't I be more powerful than that? I don't know. It just gets to me. Plus, I don't throw spells at everything. Yeah, Bonnie, that's exactly how I feel. Like, shouldn't I be more powerful than that? Shouldn't I be more powerful than the bad luck? Shouldn't I be more powerful than the bad thing that happened to me? And I think that is kind of where I personally really, really go. Natalie says, I feel like a bad witch because I don't do spell work regularly and I have to look up correspondences for herbs, candles, crystals. I feel like I've been doing this long enough. I should be able to just know everything. Um, and also because my grimoire is basically papers and note cards shoved into a notebook with an intention of someday to organize it. I don't know how I want to organize it, so I really haven't gotten started on it at all, and I feel like I'm falling behind. Natalie, I completely agree. I have a beautiful grimoire. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Um, that has like four pages in there, and I've had it for years, so I, I definitely understand. Um, something I've started doing is Saturday nights, I'll, it's my craft night, and I'll craft. And usually it's for Mardi Gras, uh, but I love the idea of like maybe once I get kind of sick of making Mardi Gras beads, uh, maybe using that Saturday night to work on my grimoire. And yeah, I also really relate to the feeling of shouldn't I know everything? You know, and that's how I feel too. Sometimes I'm like, I've been doing this for years and I know I know quote unquote a lot ish, but sometimes I feel like I don't know anything, you know? So I, I completely understand. Nicole says, I used to really fixate on that if I don't do daily practice, plan, perform rituals on every major astrological event or Sabbath, then I was a bad witch. But I have really had to accept that in today's life, that's not possible. Also, you, Tanya, have over the years listening to you helped me accept that I don't have to do spell work or such all the time. And she responds to Natalie, I also used to feel less than because I have to keep looking up things, but really I had to also accept that there are so many plants and crystals out there that really, how could anyone know them all? <laughs> I mean, it would be awesome to be like a walking crystal book reference all the time, but it's not really feasible with the other things in our modern life. We have to keep up with cough, cough, a million passwords. Yeah. <laughs> I do struggle with feeling like a bad witch when things go wrong or don't go as I expect, especially if spell work has been involved. But I am working on accepting that I can't control things, mainly the most important things. I'm working to let go and see what happens. Thanks for asking, Tanya. It's always interesting to see others feel, to see what others feel and say about this. Yeah. Um, so yeah, again, I know this is kind of a weird 
weird-ish kind of topic for today, but um, I posted that question when I was really, really, really feeling so, so, so small and so out of control. And when I say out of control, I mean like I had no control over my surroundings. I had no control over what was happening to me. I had no control over what was occurring and I felt so tiny. Um, and I think there's nothing that will make you feel like a quote unquote bad witch than feeling really, really tiny, you know? So, uh, the things we've talked about, especially last week are self-love series that really had the goal of trying to make us feel not so tiny. You know what I mean? Anyways. All right, witches. We are wrapping up this episode of the Witch Daily Show. I want to give a shout out to listener Catherine Lofren. Catherine, you beautiful starry-eyed seer. Cassidy Tanel, you tenacious kind muskox. Lex, you charming splendid moth. And Jennifer Miller, you esoteric beautiful wendigo. Thank you for so much for being Patreon supporters. I really appreciate it. And before we leave today, we have a card pull from the Roast Iconic Oracle. And our card today is Privilege. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. Did you manifest it or did you have advantages over others from different societal, racial, cultural, or economic backgrounds that gave you a head start? You know what? Fair. I'll take that. Legit. All right, witches. That's all I've got from you today. Don't forget any books, decks, headlines, sources, anything we reference can be found in the podcast episode description or witchpod.com. And we'll talk again tomorrow. Bye. Witches. We hope you have a wonderful day full of joy and gentleness and confidence. Links for this week's episodes, our website, Patreon, along with a free daily card pull can be found at witchpod.com. One stop for everything we talk about. Now, take one more deep breath and have a great day. <laughs> <laughs>